the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I'm not an economic expert, but I know one who is. And Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management is kind enough to join us every week to talk about retirement. I wanted to bring Josh on today to bring it down to um, layman level on what has happened over the past day. And so Josh is with us. You can uh, get a hold of Josh and his firm, Aptus Wealth Management, at 614-917-1040. So we had uh, the Fed rate hike yesterday, Josh, three quarters of a percent. Uh, I don't think we're surprised by that, but what does it tell you that's the first time in history that we've had a three-quarters of a percentage point rate hike in uh, back-to-back Fed meetings. Well, it tells me that uh, the Fed is is certainly taking inflation seriously. And the reason for that is we know that one way, the the biggest way to combat inflation is to raise interest rates. We saw it back in the 80s, and we're seeing it to a pretty substantial effect now. All right, so now we get uh, the fallout from that, which I presume will be, of course, higher interest rates for people to borrow money, home equity line, mortgage rates, those kinds of things. Um, We've had a robust housing market. We have a shortage of housing in some areas of Columbus. Uh, What would you expect the fallout of this to be across the economy, the interest rate going up for what banks can borrow, which they'll most assuredly pass along to their customers? Yeah, and I, I think we're seeing, you know, the kind of step back. You know, it used to be the old definition of, of a recession was, you know, two consecutive quarters of declining GDP growth. And here we are uh, doing some political maneuvering, some deflection and saying, well, there's a new definition now, which is incredibly gray and vague. And I won't bore you with all the details, but it includes things like uh, a decline across the economy lasting more than a few months, very vague, normally visible, in real GDP, income, employment, et cetera. Um, I don't think there's any question of anybody listening today that we're certainly in a recessionary time. Um, and in recessionary times, you can kind of look to the past and say, what does that typically look like? And typically, recessions last somewhere between 12 and 18 months. Typically, uh, it means there's a headwind for the overall stock market, and that by no means doesn't uh, necessitate that the stock market will suffer across the board. But in general, it means we're heading into a headwind. Um, in general, it means that unemployment will rise. In general, it means that housing prices fall. And by fall, I mean usually to the uh, context of 5 to 10% through a recession. Not necessarily saying all of these things will occur, but that's what has historically occurred. Josh Pick is our guest. He's with Aptus Wealth Management in Lewis Center. They're online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Um, okay, so let's talk about, uh, you mentioned, we, we talked about the Fed rate hike. Um then we get the GDP numbers today. Um, for me, I-, I was just thinking about the word recession, and recession is receding. My personal economic situation with my family feels like it's receded since Joe Biden took office, really since the pandemic began. They shut everything down. I do not feel like it has come back. 
And I heard all this uh, talk that the economy was poised to roar back. Uh, Why do you think it has not roared back uh, if, in fact, you agree with my premise that it has not? Well, you're not alone. Uh, recent polls show that about 70% of Americans believe their income isn't keeping up with inflation. And if you look over the last 12 months, energy costs are up about 70%. Look at uh, food costs, they're reporting them at 10%. I would argue that that's probably even a little bit low. So, you know, you have to stretch your dollar quite a bit. Um, why is the market not surging back? Well, anytime you throw money at something, and by throw money, I mean literally print money and throw at it. And if you recall, Bruce, we've been doing the show for a long time, maybe not special segments, but our Monday morning show and then and then our afternoon show. And I, I said at the beginning of COVID uh, that when we print as much money as we do, it's going to inherently cause inflation and it will suck back future returns into the stock market into today because people will in turn spend all of the money that they're being given, which is the boost to the economy, an artificial boost. Hey, well, I don't know if you're if you're if you're walking around, uh, you're kind of fading in and out on me. I don't know if if there's anything you can do about that, but I I want everybody to hear what you have to say. So we're with Josh Pick of Aptus. Oh, I apologize. No, no worries. Yeah. We're with Aptus Wealth Management. Uh, Josh joins us every Monday for Money Monday, and you can hear the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Friday night at seven p.m. and also two p.m. Saturday. Josh and I host that together. So uh, stock market yesterday. Looked like it reacted favorably to what the Fed did by raising interest rates. There's always a danger in reading into what the market does on one day. But uh, certainly if it didn't like what the Fed did, uh, I don't think we would have seen the market gains that we saw yesterday, would we? Uh, no. And I think, you know, the Fed came out earlier in the week and said we, we might even do a 1% hike. So, you know, when, when the Fed says something like that, then the market kind of reacts and starts to predict what's going to occur and traders start doing what traders do. And when it came out as three-quarter of a percent, um, you could interpret that in a myriad of ways. In the long run, note that raising interest rates is not good for the overall economy. Uh, It it definitely thwarts inflation, but the consistent raising of interest rates, if you look at the 1980s as an example, is not a good thing. But in the short run, the market does very irrational things. And clearly, the market liked the raising of interest rates three-quarters of a percent versus a percent yesterday. Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management is our guest. What did you? Uh, I'm just curious. When I heard last night that Joe Manchin had reached a deal with Chuck Schumer on what Politico and others are calling the largest investment in um, green jobs and uh, the climate change movement ever, uh, I thought I was getting a headline from the Onion. And now to hear that it's uh, going to be nearly 400 billion and i'll be shocked if it's not 400 billion because everything in washington always costs more than they say it does um i'm not asking you for a political opinion i'm asking you for an economic opinion are you surprised uh or maybe that's the wrong word are you um, concerned that this additional hundreds of billions of dollars in spending will worsen what is already we're in agreement uh, not a great economy Well, one, I will tell you that I was surprised, you know, particularly after Joe Manchin's, uh, you know, voting history. I I didn't think this would cruise through as easy as it did. So I was surprised by his decision. Now, as far as the uh, what it'll impact it'll have on the economy, I think it's, you know, akin to the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting results. I I think it's we're staring at a fire. And our answer to that fire is, Bruce, come help me put it out with some water fluid. Uh, yeah. when you are in a position in the economy where the economy is struggling to then add what we're deeming to be 
lowering of energy prices by adding more restrictions on the companies and energy, uh, I don't see how the, the green aspect of this energy uh, deal is going to go through. Now, there was other aspects of the bill, you know, the ability to negotiate prices on uh, drugs through Medicare, which I think is a good thing. But that really isn't the startling issue in our overall real economy today. So decision on that behalf, but underneath, like all bills in Washington, underneath it, this looming aspect of we're going to reduce our emissions by 40 percent by 2030, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow for a lot of industry, and I think we're going to feel that systemically across the board in, in all things, energy prices, cost of goods, et cetera. Yeah, and as we wrap up, Josh, just 30 seconds is what I've got about that left. Uh, part of this bill is to raise taxes on you know corporations, which is, to me, is a fallacy. When you raise taxes on corporations, you raise taxes on people who buy goods from those corporations, do you not? Yeah, you know, this whole concept of back in the Reagan administration, you know, trickle-down economics that so often is, is fought against, you can dislike the reality of trickle-down economics, but it is, in fact, a reality. And any time you start putting people in the upper category, it gets trickled down. It means you and me. Yeah, it does. It's to solve the problem. Josh, I really appreciate you joining us on short notice. Appreciate your perspective. Look forward to seeing you uh, tomorrow when we do the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show at 7. And uh, thanks so much for your time. You as well. Thanks, Chris. There you go. Josh Pick, and you can get a hold of Josh if you like his perspective and you're concerned about your retirement. His number is 614-917-1040. And and let me just say, too, I got to tell you that to be consistent and to be truthful with you. And I have friends who are deeply invested in, in uh, not, 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 for, not financially invested, but they put a lot of work into attract Intel here. And I, I honestly, the, the most, the clearest thing I can tell you about the Intel deal, which, which is now helped by the chips act is that I know it's how the game is played. I know that Buffalo would have gotten Intel if, if um, we didn't make tax incentives and we didn't, so I don't know exactly how I should feel about it. But what I hate is the federal government subsidizing private industry. Now, I have, as I said, people who can explain it to me and why it's good. And I'm sure it'll be good for us. We're going to get jobs. We're going to get all that. But but to say, okay, it's okay for us. And then to gripe about West Virginia getting a bridge to nowhere and Joe Manchin being the reincarnation of Robert Byrd. Uh, this, is how, this is how these things are so complex. So today I sat down in my chair in the morning like I always do, and I had out my uh, my Bible, and I just I, I just really was struggling um, for some positivity today. And the reason why is because I saw a headline the other day. I don't know where. I didn't read it, but the headline depressed me enough that I didn't want to read it. I will find it and uh, research it for this show. But I think it was 538, the analytics site, that says that uh, now looks like Democrats are going to gain control of the Senate. And... Uh, man, that just threw me because, um, I mean, I guess you deserve the leaders you put in place. And if we give Democrats a we, meaning America, give Democrats control of the Senate. Um, goodbye, filibuster. Goodbye, nine member Supreme Court. And goodbye, the country we've known. And that depressed me uh, a lot. <laughs> and then we get the... Uh, GDP numbers, and we have a president, and, and then, you know, I already knew about the mansion thing. So uh, I needed to be cheered up. 
And uh, while I don't know that it'll make any difference, <laughs> uh, I'm always cheered up by hearing uh, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy. And they had John Kennedy on Fox and Friends uh, this morning to talk about the uh, recession, the White House running from the definition of the term. Uh, the GDP numbers came out at 8.30. John Kennedy was on shortly after that. And he was uh, the vintage, homespun, uh, plain-spoken uh, senator that he always is. The position of the administration is that uh, the definition of a recession is whatever is in the teleprompter. This farcical spectacle is kind of embarrassing. Most Americans don't really care about this debate or how many economists can dance on the head of a pen, what they see is a slowing economy and rising prices. It's called uh, classic stagflation. President Biden refuses to acknowledge it. He says, yes, but uh, unemployment is low. Unemployment is low. Well, there's a reason for that. People aren't working. You don't look at the unemployment number, you look at the labor force participation rate. And we've had a lot of people retire, and we had a lot of people who refused to go back to work, and they're now riding in the wagon, and everybody else has got to pull the wagon, and the bottom line is the economy sucks. And it's not going to get any better. This new uh, tax deal and Green New Deal announced by Senator Schumer and President Biden and Senator Manchin. Joe's an intelligent guy. He knows that this is nothing but a big money suck. Uh, and it's just going to get worse until Congress stops the spending. Yeah, but they're not going to stop the spending. Producer Pam, you were nodding your head when he talked about unemployment rate versus labor participation rate. And you do not count everyone in the unemployment numbers. When you're unemployed for a certain period of time, they take you out of the stats because it's presumed you've given up on finding work. And we saw a lot of that. Yes, we have seen a lot of that. And I, I wanted to add also, in addition to that statement, I can tell you from personal experience, my daughter is in her early 20s. She's been looking for a job. Now, she has a good job. Mm hmm. But she's been looking for a better job. Mm-hmm. And she's gotten multiple interviews, but they're not hiring. Yeah. And this isn't just my daughter. This is her generation, if you will. Multiple friends. They're looking for their their next step up yeah. job. And they're all getting interviews. And, and it's going well in the interview. But then they get no callback, no offer. These companies may be interviewing, but they're not Hiring. Yeah, and they're not hiring, no. and they're not going to be hiring because their cost of doing business is going up because their as- their access to money is getting more expensive because interest rates are going up, and you're just delusional right. if you think that those uh, banks paying a higher rate will not result in you and businesses paying a higher rate. Uh, I've gone through why Joe Manchin caved because he got promises, commitments for things that will do good things for his voters. But he sold out the American middle class outside of West Virginia for this. John Kennedy was asked, why does he think Joe Manchin flipped? My guess is he just, you know, he finally gave in to the pressure. Uh, he yeah. hung in as long as he could. But he, uh, Joe, Joe's, uh, I like Senator Manchin. He's a friend. He's a very intelligent guy. And let me say it again. His new proposal with President Biden and Speaker right. Pelosi is nothing but a big money suck. And the only risk, uh, uh, issue right now is how many right. Republicans will vote for it. And it wouldn't surprise me if more did. 
Uh, and we're not going to get control of inflation until we get control of our spending and, uh, and return America to energy independence. And that's what Manchin has always said until they greased his palms and up. Every man has his price. Every man has his price. And Joe Manchin apparently got his price met by whoever made him the promises that they made him. West Virginians will likely benefit from this short-term. I doubt long-term. And I really don't even know how West Virginians as a whole can benefit from this because the additional spending... When you talk about the $52 billion in subsidies for the CHIPS Act, I know. We benefit, Bruce. That's good. We're, we're fighting with West Virginia. Is this really how we want to do business? Again, I'm open. I'll talk to my, I'll talk to my friends about the CHIPS Act. And I, 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 you know, from the minute Intel was announced, I was a little leery because I'm somebody who lives in a rural area adjacent to a metropolitan area. I don't want to drive 20 miles to the grocery store or 200 miles to the grocery store. I want to drive five miles to the grocery store, but I don't want people living on top of me in a condo. So I have that where I live. I like it, but it's getting harder and harder to get to town because why? Things grow where the growth is, on the fringes of the growth. I'm outside Dublin. Now Dublin's growing toward me. Hilliard's growing toward me. If you're in Jersey Township, Violet Township, you're in Johnstown, you're in Hebron, I understand that you live in a rural area and you're nervous about intel. So I try to identify with all my listeners. Nevertheless, I talk with and I'm friends with some of the people who were intimately involved and did wonderful work getting intel here. Intel's going to be good for Central Ohio as a whole. There's never anything that's good for everyone. There's always got to be sacrifices. And on the whole, I think Intel will be good for us. But would I prefer it without other American taxpayers having to foot the bill, $50 billion to incentivize the semiconductor industry to make semiconductors? Whether it's here or Chandler, Arizona, or wherever it is, yes, I would. But as the New Albany mayor, as Mayor Spalding of New Albany said the other night, he was talking, I don't like... I don't like the givebacks either, but that's how the game is played. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. That is how the game is played. How do we get the game not to be played that way? As we say on the farm, I'm afraid the horses left the barn on that because tax abatements and incentives and subsidies, are just they're just baked into the cake right now because you can't count on other people's honor. They're going to give it to them if you don't. So that's why, <laughs> yet another reason why, I sat in my chair this morning as I sit in this chair right now, depressed about where we are in this country. But that's not my role. My role is to give you the facts and to give you my analysis of the facts. And my role is to be positive because, as my Bible study told me this morning, no matter how bad it is, God is in charge. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.